0: This is Happiness Solved
1: with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlotta. Hello everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so happy you're here. So I recently had an amazing opportunity to talk about this topic on live TV and I think that it's just, it's a timely thing to start my podcast with. And it's basically reset and de-stress. So, you know, stress is still a huge factor in today's world. And it is such a major problem that is affecting people both mentally and physically. According to the American Psychological Association, stress affects all systems of the body. That's right. Every major system of our body, it can be affected by stress. Now, WebMD reported that 43% of all adults suffer adverse health effects from stress, like high blood pressure, skin conditions, depression, and anxiety. And 75 to 90% of all doctor's office visits are for stress-related ailments and complaints. That number is staggering. So I always like to say at any time during the day, you can press the reset button right? And reset your day, just like you reboot your computer when it's not functioning properly. So here are my five tips to reset your day and help you reduce stress. Step one is exercise, right? Exercise is going to raise your endorphins. It's going to get your heart rate up, and that is going to help you reduce your stress. So take a walk in nature, dance to your favorite music, ride a bike, anything that you enjoy doing is going to help reduce your stress. Step two, Gratitude. Every day when you wake up, make a list of everything you have to be grateful for. And at any time during the day when you need to reset your day, focus on your blessings and feel its loving embrace. You will be amazed at how quickly you will feel better. Tip three, deep breathing. All you need to do is take 10 slow, deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. Okay? This is also an amazing way to reduce your anxiety. Tip number four, grounding or earthing. So this just simply means taking off your shoes outside and feeling the grass or the earth beneath your feet, right? This is energizing and balancing for your emotions. So imagine yourself walking on the beach if you've ever experienced that, right? The sun's shining, you've got a breeze blowing, you hear the sound of the ocean, but what's really happening is that your your feet are touching the earth. That's why it feels so great. So just take off your shoes and walk on the grass. You don't have to go to the beach. And the last step, number five, is trust. Learn to trust that everything is gonna work out exactly as it's supposed to, right? It always does. And I always like to add to that If you can control a situation, then there's nothing to worry about because you have control over it. If you can't control a situation, then there's no need to worry about it because it's something that is completely out of your control. So I hope you enjoyed these tips and I hope you enjoy today's episode. So today's interview is with Kirby Chenkin. Kirby is the founder of Kirby Better. And also, he has a podcast that's called See You at the Top. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, Kirby, how are you today? I'm so excited to have you here.
0: I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very grateful for the opportunity. I think it's going to be an awesome show. I love your show, and I love what you're doing. So I'm, uh, I'm, 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 glad to, I'm happy to be here today. Thank you so much. And I love
1: when I go on Instagram and one of yours pops up and you're, you're always doing these crazy videos. <laughs> Where did that come from? And when you say crazy videos, can you well, give like me? You're, you're on a bike. You're riding a okay. bike and, you know, or you're running or you're, you know, you do so many different creative things when you're
0: recording your, your videos and the energy level is just off the charts. I'm definitely, uh I have to take you back all the way to when I was about three and a half years old, maybe four years old. This is where it all started. My mom said when I, you know, from the day I was born, you know, I had a, a lot of high energy and I believe everybody has different levels of energy and I was always kind of high energy, go, go, go. And there's a story of when I was, you know, three to four years old, I was at my first wedding. One of my mom's friends goes up to my mom and says, is that Kirby on the top of that flagpole over there? I had literally climbed up, uh, you know, a 15 foot flagpole at four years old, so I was uh, I was definitely uh, tough keeping up with. Good thing my mom was a, a fitness coach as well, and uh, I just I I truly love movement, and I just love moving in any shape or form. And uh, you know, my message to all your listeners out there is just to find your movement because. You don't have to go to the gym. It doesn't have to be boring. You don't have to go and it's not all about lifting weights and just, oh, I have to go to the gym. No, make it fun. You can go hiking. You can go climbing. You can go kayaking. You can go swimming. You can go biking. You can lift weights. You can do boxing. There's all these different activities. And I believe movement is medicine.
1: Uh, well, I, I have to back to the flagpole. Kirby's wearing a t-shirt that says, see you at the top. So even at age 4 <laughs> You needed to be on top. You were, you were, you were, you were setting that goal for you at four years old. I love it.
0: There we go. There we go. I love it. Definitely. Yeah. So
1: I totally agree with you. Um, I'm a former professional figure skater and was a competitive skater when I was a kid. And then in my late 20s, when I was coaching, I took up ice dancing. Okay, because I am not. A, I do not like lifting weights. I don't go to the gym. I have joined. Have had gym memberships. I have given so much money away to the fitness industry, right? I'm the I'm <laughs> perfect client. Sign the two-year contract and I never show up, right? <laughs> so I've learned my lesson, no more gym memberships. But because of the, the skating was just such a challenge for me, it's very hard for me to find something that I'm passionate about because if, I, if I'm not passionate, I won't do it. So I took up tennis a few years ago. And of course, because I'm obsessed with something that, that I love, I really thought at the age of fifty three, which was then, that I was going to make it to Wimbledon in in a year,
0: right? Like fifty three. First of all, I I want to tell all your listeners out there. I know this is a we're doing an audio podcast, but you don't look a day over forty years old. And to all (laughs) the listeners out there, there's no way she's over. She's fifty three. Oh, fifty.
1: I'm fifty (laughs) five actually. (laughs) But thank you. I drink a ton of water. That's that's my secret, and get a lot of sleep. Yeah. So I ended up injuring myself. And I just played tennis for the first time in three years, two days ago. And I tell you, this morning, I could barely get out of bed because I was, I'm was i so sore. And it's my fault because I, you know, I started doing yoga and I was doing yoga multiple times a week. And then the pandemic hit and we had to wear a mask during the yoga class. I'm like, I can't do this. Well, I haven't been back and I'm giving them $100 a month for my membership. So what advice right. can I'm, you give I'm people, you. right? Like, it's just so hard. And I know you got to want it for yourself, but like, what do you tell people when, when you have people like me, that's like, you know, I can't play tennis five days a week. My body's just not the same as it was, you know,
0: when I was in my twenties. Well, 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 tennis is something I can speak on as well. I had to have a a meniscus surgery because of tennis, actually. So, you know, I, I played uh, tennis in college and I played throughout my whole childhood. I was a top 200 player in the state of Texas. But my advice for somebody that's really looking to get healthier in general, I think it all starts with knowing who you are and and becoming aligned with your highest priority values. So my mentor, his name is Dr. John D. Martini. He's the one who really set me on my path to the top, as I like to say. And it's all about understanding what your hierarchy of values are. And when you understand what your highest value is, that's what the Greek gods used to call your telos. That's your purpose. And for me, my highest value happens to be health, but a lot of society is going to try to project all this stuff on us. You have to wake up at 5 a.m. and go to the gym because that's what successful people do. But I believe being your most authentic, truest version of yourself, that's your success. That's where you're going to become the best version of yourself. Maybe it's waking up at 12 o'clock at noon. Every person on this planet is different. And your uniqueness lies within understanding your highest priority values because we all have values, but all of our hierarchy of values are different. And my highest values are health, their business, and their personal development. And that's exactly what I'm doing with Kirby Better, which is the movement that I have and why I'm trying to inspire people to get healthier, to become the best version of themselves through this movement, through creating content, products, and services, and You just really have to figure out what that is, but I think the key is to really get inspired by your values because each and every person deep down knows what they love to do. And kind of to take it a little bit back to tennis, for me, I used to think that it was fitness, 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 but it was fitness first for me. And I ended up having a knee surgery. So back to you with your injuries, I believe your body is constantly talking to you. So why did I have that knee surgery? Because I wasn't listening to these signs that I really didn't want to play tennis. I was doing it for my dad. I was doing it for others. I wasn't doing it for myself. And I hurt my knee multiple times before I had that knee surgery. So I believe the key is to listen to the signs that the body's giving you. Mental and physical. Stress is a sign that something isn't right. Pressure is a sign that something isn't right. Because when you're living by your highest priority values, you're doing what you love. When you're, let's say if you're a mother and you just love hanging around kids and you're hanging around kids, there's not going to be any pressure. There's not going to be any stress. You're going to be really present and poised in the moment. And for me, it happens to be through movement. When I'm running, biking, swimming, that's where I feel my most calm. But I also love business as well. And I think one of the keys to life is to really tie what you love to do into a business. And it's very, very difficult to do. It's not going to happen overnight. If there's people, you know, to, to the people out there listening that are working a nine to five job, I'm not saying go to your boss tomorrow and quit, but I'm just saying, take the value determination test. When do you plan on releasing this episode? It'll be in about two months. Perfect. So I have a greatness test and the greatness test is going to allow you to identify what's your highest priority values are. And that's what your uniqueness is. And we all have unique values. And the key is to stick to those highest ones. So this test is going to really help you find those highest ones. And when you find what they are, whether it's, you know, family, traveling, whatever it is, the key is to start trying to do those things more and more and to really craft your mission in life around those values. Um, and you can take that test, you know, uh, you know, maybe you can leave the links in this episode, but the key is to really take that greatness test and find out what that is and craft your life around it. But to get back to your question, I feel like when you're really tapping into what you love, you're going to want to be healthy. You're going to want to take care of yourself. You're going to want to grow because if you're stuck in your nine-to-five job and you're not doing what inspires you and you're not doing what you enjoy, then you're going to be like, life sucks. Life is not good. I have to go to this job that I can't stand. I have to hang out with these people that I can't stand and that's how I'm spending most of my time. But if you flip that script and you spend most of the time doing what you love and you're building create, you're building, you know, your dreams, essentially you're building a business around what you love. Then it's like, wow, life is amazing. Wow. I could lose a couple pounds. Wow. Maybe I should eat healthier, healthier. Cause I want to live till 120 years old. And you know, my goal is to live to 120. And I think that's how the whole, whole story can change from, from that standpoint.
1: Wow! No, I, I love everything you just said. You, yeah, I couldn't say it better myself. That's amazing. It's amazing, and that's really cool about the tennis. Yeah, I wish, I wish someone had put a, a tennis racket in my hand when I was trying to be a competitive figure skater because I had no chance. I mean, it's it's winning the lottery, right? But tennis was something that I could have played through college and everything else. But oh well, life life doesn't always happen the way we want it to happen, but tell me about your story. Cause I saw on your website, I, you have this timeline. Okay. You already, you already said, if, you know, at the age of four, you were at the, already at the top, but, but how did you get to this point? What was, what was your journey? If you, if you don't mind sharing some of that, cause I know it's on your website, but sure. I'd like to hear it out of you.
0: <laughs> Let me take a big breath here first. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was, um, Like I said, that high energy person. I went from at about six to seven years, about seven years old, my parents went through a really, really difficult divorce. And during that divorce, my dad was not the most amicable person. My mom is from Illinois. She was raised in beautiful farmland. My grandfather's a professor at the University of Alabama. He was the department chair for the marketing department there. It was yes, sir, no, sir. It was straightened up at the dinner. It was Sunday night dinner. It was hors d'oeuvres. And my father is this Brooklyn, New Yorker. Yo, you know, go, go, go fast pace, you know, super fast. Didn't even know what an hors d'oeuvre was. It'd have been a miracle if this relationship truly worked out. But my dad is also a Brooklyn, New York fighter. He's got that Brooklyn blood in him. So he made the divorce incredibly difficult on my mom. And I'm, and, and, and if anybody, any of your listeners are listening to this and, You have a uh, you're going through a divorce, your your family members going through a divorce, whatever. Just know it's going to be okay. You're going to get through it. Uh, One of my close friends is going through a divorce right now. He's about 20 years old. And I just I'm just letting him know, hey, I know it's a very difficult time. Separating in any time is very difficult, but you get to a point to where you just know what's best for both parties and for both parties to continue to grow. That's what the best thing is. And I just want all your listeners to know that you're going to get through it. The people going through it are going to get through it and everything's going to work out. It's a tough time. But just know if my mom and dad can be good friends now like they are today, they, they, then you can get through it too. Because my dad holds the most contempts of court here in, uh, in in Houston, Texas, where we're from, 287. He actually got thrown in jail one time. Luckily, he's a lawyer and was able to talk himself out of it. But he just didn't want to lose his kids and I understand it. But back to the story. They went through this terrible divorce And I went from being the smartest kid in my class to then having to move into Alabama with my grandparents to getting held back a year to being completely lost and being the labeled kid in the class. So I then began to get very labeled. I was labeled ADD, ADHD, learning disabilities. They couldn't figure out why why I couldn't learn. And I believe every kid on this planet, I believe every person on this planet has genius inside of them. I know it because I was labeled. I was labeled. I was that person that they said, you know, was just not that intelligent. And that's why I know when you're living by your values, your greatness will come out. You will become a genius because each person on this planet has the the ability to do amazing things. And that's when my life kind of got challenging. I got held back. I still had a great personality. I had a lot of energy. I was great at talking to people, but I couldn't figure out a way to pass class, to pass school. And I kept failing math. And then from there, you know, I'll I'll give you the short version. You can check out the longer version on the website. But I just couldn't really get it together with school. And I started getting labeled. And I just remember one of the things I loved to do more than anything was I loved playing basketball. And I ended up making it to making it to middle school, you know, because as you know, elementary school wasn't super hard. So I made it made it, you know, with A's, B's and C's. You know, I was that person who was getting all A's, you know, early on in school to, being like I said, the labeled kid. And then I remember basketball was the thing I love to do more than anything in the world. And right before I went for those basketball tryouts, I had met up with another doctor here in Houston that told me I need to get put on five different medications. He had me on an ADHD medicine. He had me on an upper, on a downer, on a Xanax, on a Ritalin, five different medications. This guy had me on And this was a couple weeks he put me on all these medicines before basketball tryouts. And I was projected to be one of the best basketball players in the school. Long story short, I ended up making the B team and started getting a lot of anxiety around that time. I started developing a lot of nervous habits, tics as you call them. And from that point, I started to get bullied and I was labeled. And that really started my transition into just kind of just really going through hard times with being bullied and being labeled. And I barely made it out of middle school. And I then ended up getting, uh, making it to high school and I found tennis in high school and I was always able to move. That's something I was really great at sports and moving, but then in high school, I ended up getting started hanging around the wrong crowd. Finally, I started smoking a lot of marijuana, which I don't think there's anything wrong with marijuana, but I believe anything that you don't control controls you. And long story short, I ended up getting kicked out of, uh, Clements high school where I was at two times. And my parents ended up throwing me into a boarding school program in the middle of the – I got kidnapped in the middle of the night at 16 years old and thrown into the Salt Lake City West Desert where I had to hike every day and met with a counselor. And it it was a great experience. And I believe that was really where I started to get out of the environment I was in. So I think it's very important to take yourself out of a toxic environment that you're in. And if you are going through a lot of you know, problems, I think – taking yourself out of an environment can really help you reflect. And that's where I, where, I, where I really experienced a lot of growth was in that wilderness program. But then I came back to Houston. And when I moved back to Houston, I kind of had that shift when I was in the wilderness. I started doing pushups. I was like, wow, I want to get fit. I want to get healthy. But then I came back and I started hanging around that same crowd. All my friends started going off to school. And really where my story shifted is, when I moved back in, I moved back in with my mom after I went through these boarding school programs. I ended up actually going to John Newcomb's Tennis Academy after that. I was actually kicked out of there as well for smoking marijuana. So marijuana has been one of those Achilles heels that just kept getting me into trouble. And I was essentially living with my mom back in Houston, Texas after this boarding school program, after the desert, after John Newcomb's Tennis Academy. I'm living in Houston, Texas, living with my mom, not doing anything really. And my mom being the incredible mother that she is just said, Kirby, you got to do something with your life. So I started to go back to HCC. I was smoking cigarettes at the time. I went to this local community college, but then something, I started seeing my friends go off to college and I'm living with my mom doing nothing. And so I walked into the boxing gym. My dad got me a trainer and the, the trainer goes, okay, hit the bag. And I hit the bag and after one minute of hitting the bag, I was completely exhausted. I was dead. And he goes, you're out of shape. And I said, what are you talking about? Because at the time, I was going to the gym a couple times a week. And he asked me, he goes, are you smoking? And I said, yes. And he goes, what are you smoking, cigarettes? I said, yeah. He goes, weed? I said, yeah. He goes, that's why, you're out of shape. And it was like, I believe sometimes people are just masking themselves with drinking too much alcohol, eating too much food, smoking cigarettes. It's like deep down, you know these things are bad, but you, you mask it, and it's almost you, you almost lose consciousness of it, and you don't even realize how much you're hurting yourself, and that's how it was with me with cigarettes and, and, and smoking weed, and in that moment, I said, wow, I'm out of shape, and I started to get in shape, and very shortly after I walked in that boxing gym, you know, that was my moment of really saying, you know what, I'm getting my life together, and the boxing taught me discipline, it taught me hard work. Um and and I very shortly after I completely quit smoking cigarettes and I started really getting my life together. I realized I wanted to start playing tennis again. I then uh ended up getting accepted to play college tennis at the University of Texas at Dallas. Wow. That's really when my entire life started to shift when I started making these improvements. And to the listeners out there, I believe the reason I believe the reason that I was able to make this shift, it's because I started pushing into what my values were. You can't change your values. You are who you are. So for me, whenever I was moving, that's when I became the best version of myself. When I was in that wilderness program, I started to grow tremendously. I started to hike every day. I started to do push-ups every day. They actually let me go on extra hikes because they saw how much I enjoyed it. So I started to grow but then when I fell back into the same patterns that I was in here in Houston and I started hanging around the same crowd, masking all of these things I was going through with cigarettes, with drugs, with weed, I stopped growing. But when I started moving, when I started exercising, when I started challenging myself and pushing into my values, that's where I started to grow. And of course, I'm able to reflect and look back on this now. Uh, but that's pretty much my story. And then I you know, graduated college. I met uh, Dr. Demartini through, uh, I dated his daughter, and it was a great relationship. It, you know, um, it didn't work out with us, but we, we both have a lot of love for each other. And I met Dr. Demartini, and Dr. Demartini gave a speech. It was my first time to actually hear him uh, do his work. And we were at Unity Church here in Houston, Texas, and I feel like I was growing a whole lot. I was still, I was growing, but I wasn't, what I like to say, I wasn't flying. I didn't have Kirby better yet at the time. I didn't have CU at the top. I was just working for my dad's law firm, not really doing what I was inspired by. I was fighting like cats and dogs with him. You know, me and my dad have love for each other, but we were just fighting like crazy. And I heard Demartini give a speech. I was sitting front row and Dr. Demartini, and I didn't know all this philosophy until this, Dr. Demartini started to say, have, have you been labeled before? Have you been labeled ADD? Have you been labeled OCD? Well, I want you to know all of that is a bunch of BS. Every kid on this planet has magnificence inside of them. Each and every person. I've never met a kid that is not a genius. And he gave this story about the difference between motivation and inspiration and about, and, and, and I'll tell you the story in a nutshell. It's about this kid playing a video game. So there's a kid playing a video game and the kid comes home from school. The kid comes home from school. And what does he do? The kid runs right upstairs to play his video game. And then all of a sudden, he's playing his video game. He's overcoming challenges. He's super focused. He's locked in. He's loving it. And then all of a sudden, the kid's mom comes up and says, sweetie, it's time for you to do your homework and take the trash out. And the kid says, mom, I don't want to do that. I want to just keep playing the video game. Give me five more minutes. And the kid's mom goes, sweetie, if you don't take that trash out and do your homework right now, I'm taking away your privileges for the video game. And what does the kid do? Slumps his shoulders over. With a bad attitude, he runs downstairs, he takes the trash out, he scribbles down his homework real quick, and he runs right back upstairs to play the video game. And he's locked in and he's focused. And that right there is the exact difference between motivation and inspiration. The kid is motivated to take out the trash and do the homework. He, the word motive comes from motive, an external source. The word inspiration comes from the word in, inspiration, inspire from within. So the kid needed external motivation to take out the trash and do his homework, but he was inspired from within to play the video game. Nobody had to tell the kid to do that. Nobody had to tell the kid to to play the video game. He was naturally going to do it. Wow. That's exactly what I was talking about earlier when I was telling you that I believe to find what your highest values are and turn that into a business. Because if you love, like I do, if you love health, if you love business, if you love personal development, and you're creating a company every day around those values, I'm not making a bunch of money with Kirby better yet, but I'm okay. And I know I'm going to keep growing this and I'm going to do whatever it takes to spread this message to the world, to make the world a better place and inspire as many people as I can to become the best versions of themselves. But when you're doing that, You know, every day I wake up, I'm living within those values. I'm growing a business that's around, that's all about health. First of all, I'm taking care of my personal health first. I'm working out. I'm doing the sauna. I'm doing the cold therapy. I'm meditating. I'm eating my healthy breakfast. And then I'm going out and I'm growing a business, Kirby Better, which is trying to inspire others to do the same. And it's all about health and personal development. And it is my business. So you see, my life consists around my three highest values. What you're able to do, you can become Elon Musk on his way building a spaceship to Mars or working at the Tesla factory. You can become Michael Jordan on the basketball court. You can become a famous actor like Leonardo DiCaprio that loves acting and making money doing it. So imagine the key is to find out what you love to do more than anything. And when you can find out what that is, imagine if somebody paid you a million dollars a year to do it, Right. would that feel like work? And I know you're sitting (laughs) and you're not, you're not in your head right now saying no, but I'm here to tell you that there's a way to figure out how to do it, and I haven't quite figured it out myself yet. I'm not going to be honest and say I'm worth you know hundreds of millions of dollars or anything. But I'm figuring it out, and I'm taking actions actions every day to figure that out. And I'm more inspired than ever. So that was that was pretty much my story. And Dr. DeMartini started you know he told that story about the motivation versus inspiration. I don't need inspiration to go for these. You know, like you see on my Instagram, these runs, these bikes, I don't need motivation to do a 16 hour intermittent fast, to eat healthy, to, to do these things to, you know, I'm naturally inspired from within to do it. And you know what? I used to take five, five medication pills up until I heard that speech from Dr. Martini. I was taking OCD medicine. I was taking OCD medicine because society projected on me that I had a problem they told me that I wasn't good enough, that I had learning disabilities, that I was OCD because everything had to be perfectly aligned. So I thought, oh, society's projecting all this on me. Maybe I do have an issue. I haven't taken one pill in three years and I'm growing more than ever. My anxiety's lower than ever. I'm more peaceful than ever. And I feel better than I've ever felt before, right here, right now, in that moment. I'm not saying I don't still have anxiety. Of course I still have anxiety. I'm running you know, three different businesses right now, but it's better than ever, and I know I don't need medicine. The key is just to go within yourself and figure this out. And I'm not OCD. I don't believe in ADD. I don't believe in ADHD. I believe those are signs that you're not doing what you love. Because when you're doing what you love, you're not OCD, you're not ADD, you're not ADHD. I'm not saying you can't be born with certain symptoms like um, certain genetic symptoms, you know, where you have, uh, you know, Down syndrome or whatever. But I don't believe in these labels like bipolar, you know, depression, all these things. I believe there's a way naturally to work through them and get into balance with yourself and still Do whatever you set your mind to. Mm, Love it. And I I totally agree
1: with you because once I started hearing about, you know, attention deficit, I'm like, well, that's me. But you know what? It's to my advantage. I use it to my advantage. And yes, you know, but I I never knew it, right? Until society started talking about it. I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds like me. But it's, I've always used it to my advantage. Exactly.
0: And I I believe, you know, ADD, ADHD, I believe- You know, that kid, when he's playing his video game, is he having uh, focus issues? Is he attention deficit disorder? No, he's super focused. Exactly. He's he's just not focused on what society is trying to tell him you have to do. And, you know, and and exactly like you said, I love your point about using these things to your advantage. Just owning who you are. Accepting who you are because the higher power, God, the universe, whatever you want to say – he made each and every one of us perfect. Each and every person on this planet, all of your listeners right now, we are all perfect.
1: And that exactly. gets me to
0: a and, and, and I've used my OCD to my advantage. One of my greatest gifts in business is my ability to put together systems and processes. And I can literally close my eyes right now. And for every one of my businesses, I can close my eyes and tell you exactly how to get to each drop of data, whether it's a video, whether it's a podcast I recorded on the See You at the Top podcast, whatever it is, I know exactly where everything is. Nothing slips through the crack. I'm great at operations and making sure everything is aligned. And that's exactly what they were telling me was my biggest weakness. So actually, your biggest weakness might actually be your biggest strength. Right. Oh, my gosh. I love it. You have said so many valuable things. Holy cow. So talk about some of the the programs that you're doing. Awesome. So as of right now, we're working on a bunch of programs that we have not released yet. So right now it's really just putting this inspirational content out, you know, getting people, we have fitness routines with one of the top trainers here in town. I've collaborated on a fitness routine with him. So if you go to the website, you will see fitness routines and we have this greatness test. So that's really where we're at right now. It's in the very nascent stage of Kirby Better. We have the See You at the Top podcast. But by the end of this year, I do anticipate on releasing a program to kind of show somebody exactly how to get to the top of their game. Oh, that's fantastic! I love it.
1: You are doing so many incredible things, Kirby. Wow, uh, awesome! Yeah, I, I know there was. I didn't want you were on such a flow there. I didn't want to like interrupt you, but I just want to th- throw in there too, sure, because you were talking about divorce and talking to the audience, you know, because it is a difficult thing. My ex husband is a lawyer and
0: so totally
1: relate to that right that is but they're all um, crazy aren't they all the yeah. lawyers listening
0: out there they're crazy they're a different breed i understand <laughs> i understand them very well
1: but i tell you what to this day you know we've been divorced now since 2012 it was when it was official we started going through it in 2010 and we are best friends he's like my brother you know we are we are incredible incredible friends we're great parents we have one child And it is possible to, to still have a very healthy relationship with your ex. And, and I, and I just hope that people out there, if you are going through that, you know, be gentle with each other, please.
0: Definitely. You know what, at the end of the day, it's very, very tough when you get so commingled with somebody. Yeah. (laughs) And it, 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 and you get the emotions get involved, but you know, there's a way out, there's a way out. Some, you know, easier said than done, but you know, I know that if my dad and my mom can be can be as close as they are now, any of you going through something out there, you guys can get through this. I think it's just a matter of, you know, trying to take the emotions out of it as much as you can and just really trying to be as logical as you can. but hey, i'm I'm not a relationship. I'm not a, by any means a relationship coach <laughs> And neither am I. <laughs> I just have
1: firsthand experience with it. but um, if,
0: if you got if you got if you got health or personal development questions, I'm there for you, but I believe, you know it's it's just a matter of working in each other's values and just understanding where people are coming from, totally.
1: yeah. well, I love I love everything you're doing, Kirby. It's absolutely incredible. And, yeah, so this podcast will be released in a couple months, so it's probably a good timing because you'll be close to having some of your your programs released. So that's really great,
0: and I haven't even announced the fitness routines yet, to be honest. So I'm glad, you know I think it's going to be perfect timing. The fitness routines will be done. The greatness test should be done today. And then by then, I think there'll even be a couple meal plans there. So I think it is perfect. And all this new content that I've been working on, I have a lot of short, inspiring films that are kind of quick little social media posts that are going to be awesome. Just nice. to really help people get in tune with that best version of themselves that I know each and every one of us has inside of us.
1: Exactly. So where can, just go ahead and
0: uh, shout out your website. Sure. Kirbybetter.com. And you can, it's KirbyBetter across all platforms, Instagram, YouTube. The whole bit and it's Kirbybetter.com. Definitely check it out. It's a really cool, cool looking website with my whole story with a lot of the videos on there. It'll also link you to the See You at the Top podcast, and you can check out our podcast. But it's just Kirby Better. That's K-I-R B better. All one word. K-I-R-B-E-B-E-T-T E R. A little play on my word. My name's Kirby, so Kirby better. I love it. I love it. Hey Kirby, is
1: there anything else that you want to share with the audience today?
0: Absolutely. The number one thing I want to share with each and every person listening out there, I want you to know that you are great, that you are perfect, that you have everything you need inside of you to achieve all of your dreams. Nothing is missing inside of you. You are perfect as you are. Go chase your dreams. Kirby,
1: thank you so much. Thank you so much. This has been
0: wonderful. It's been an absolute pleasure as well. I've really enjoyed it and I'll see all of your listeners at the top. See you at the top. Awesome. Take care, Kirby. Awesome.
1: All right. What a great guy he is. Amazing. I just love his story. I love his energy. I love everything he's doing. And I certainly hope that you found something valuable in that because there's so much incredible information that he shared. So again, Kirby's website is kirbybetter.com. You can also see it in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening today. You can find out more about me at sandyscarlotta.com. My book, Happiness Solved, Climbing 100 Steps, is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. You can follow me on social media. Facebook and Instagram is at Coach Scarlotta. And as always, I hope that you and your family stay safe and healthy and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and lots of happiness. Take care, everyone.